I need to ask you a question. Yes. About this comic before I read it. Uh oh, did I not read it close enough? No, no. Well, I just need to ask you if you are seeing what I am seeing, which is in the very first speech bubble. Does it say must or does it say ust? <laughs> I I see ust. Okay, I do too, but I see nothing else that makes me believe that that shouldn't just say must. It looks like it very clearly has the space for it. <laughs> yeah, especially so I'm going like, to say must. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm just telling you so that you don't try and call me out on it later. Oh, I probably wouldn't have noticed, to be honest. Okay, then let's keep going. So I added a key. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's sort of a utensil, sort of a, a kitchen. Let's call it a handheld kitchen appliance that I just purchased today and used for the first time this afternoon. A key? No, a a a kitchen appliance of some sort. I'm not oh. I'm not telling you what it is yet. Oh, I think oh, I maybe okay. said a key kitchen something or other. As oh. in to me it is important it's something that I've wanted for quite a long time and yes. I never bothered to get, but I was at the grocery store and it was about 10 bucks and so I got one. Would you like to try and guess what it is? 10 bucks? More importantly, I did not have one. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I can provide a couple hints if you want, or we can play sort of a 20 questions thing here. Um, can I just get one hint, and can I ask for what the hint's going to be? Well, wait. Does it have a plug, is my question. Oh, no. Okay. It is an analog device. (laughs) Is it a potato peeler? I would say you're on sort of the right track. It does have something to do with produce. Is its main function. Like an... But it's essential. That's not a... Like all the things I can well, think no, of are According clearly... to me, I'm not saying it actually is. I'm not a even sure how many pitter. other people would have one of these. But I find them really cool and I've always wanted one. A cherry pitter? No. I don't know what that is, but now I kind of want one of those too. <laughs> oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> I've never heard of this tool. <laughs> it's It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a tool that takes the pits out of cherries so you can eat them huh i always find it enjoyable to just like pop a cherry in my mouth and then you just kind of eat around the pit as it's in your mouth and then spit out the pit yeah no that's that's great but if you want to put like it's like a reverse sunflower seed yeah i've i've used them in the past especially if you're putting like cherries like fresh cherries on something that's for if you're prepping a cherry that makes sense yeah like if you're doing like oh have some i don't know ice cream with fresh cherries or like yogurt with fresh cherries or something okay so so i'll I'll put it this way then what i bought is similar in spirit to what we just talked about a cherry pitter personally i don't actually intend to use this device all the time but there are plenty of people who would consider what it does to a piece of produce to be better or maybe just easier to consume or use in other places Like, you can have this piece of produce just fine on its own, you know, without any interaction. But this device can make your your piece of produce a little bit more amenable to other delivery methods. What is... 
Gosh, no, all my other guesses don't fit this description. And my final hint is that the the base uh, shape of it is a circle. It's not like an apple slicer, is it? It sure is. It's an apple wedger, oh. I think is what they call it. <laughs> an apple water? An apple wedger is what it was ah. called on the packaging. Okay. Yes, because I, I don't know why I've wanted one of these forever. I think it was like third or fourth grade. One of my friends had it at their house, and I always thought it was the coolest thing but I never actually had one growing up mm-hmm. and I still have never had one. And I typically eat apples just straight up almost all the time. But sometimes you're just in the mood for a sliced apple. Maybe you want a little caramel action or any other, mm-hmm. any other dipping sort of situation. And Aaron in particular doesn't like eating apples just as an apple. She finds it kind of uncomfortable. She cannot sort of unhinge her jaw like a snake like I can want to eat an apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of go into a different mode. So she likes having apple slices. And so, yes, I got I got one of those things. You just center the apple, shove it down, and you got nice apple slices out of the deal. Nice. Yeah. I'm very pleased with it. I, I tried it the, this afternoon, and it worked exactly as intended. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And even better, I used it on Honeycrisp that I bought mm. on sale for a dollar twenty nine a pound. That ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Best deal I've ever had on an apple ever. <laughs> like that's that's almost to red delicious prices. Yeah, the the bane of Apple's existence. <laughs> yeah, that was the nice way to say it. <laughs> a scourge on all apple species. <laughs> the world's trashest species of apple. The red headed stepchild of all apples. Nah, that's just insulting to redheaded stepchildren. <laughs> that's just me, Mark. Uh, so yes, an apple ledger. I'm very happy. Nice. And it was no, by... I, Go ahead. I can definitely see the utility of... Like, growing up we had one. Hmm. And it was, I'm sure, it was very nice to have. And it was great, especially if you have to, like, prep lots of apples for something. Yeah. So... Yeah, my, nice. my my tentative plan is maybe to give myself a like a very miniature fruit salad in the mornings. Maybe some you know mm. use the apple wedger and then slice up some banana. Yeah, and just toss in a little bowl and just have just a little fruit mixture. Like sometimes a fruit mixture just really makes a big difference between mm-hmm. you know a pretty good start to the day and a fantastic start. And when they're in season, you could pop in some cherries with your new cherry pitter you're gonna mm-hmm. buy. Yep. Yep. I'm going to load up on 5 to $10 <laughs> kitchen appliance utensil things. Kitchen gadgets? Gadgets. Yeah, maybe I should have gone with that. I'm not sure. I, I still don't know the correct kitchen tools, a handheld tool. <laughs> yeah, tools can work, too. Yeah. I don't know. Utensil was definitely the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, like, wrong. It just, there were more right words, I feel like. I think it was wrong. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. So yeah. So in other news, um, well, actually, let me ask you: Do you have any? Do you have anything interesting to share? Any any fun developments in the world of Grant? <laughs> wow, that was that was very broad and out of nowhere. Um, not not particularly. No. Nah, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Let me, let me really push you into a corner with a very specific question on something that we talked about not on Uh-oh. the podcast, I believe. Uh oh. Do you by chance have bad. any any updates, most likely just w- within your thoughts, on an iPad? Yes, I've continued to think about it. <laughs> and 
somebody I talked no who I talked to someone else about it as well, and they gave me another idea hmm. of getting it purchased from Costco because they have longer return windows. That is true. Yeah, I have heard that. So that was one idea, but yeah, I've done more kind of looking into it and trying to decide like, what do I want this for? And so like, if I do get one, which model would I want or whatever? But I, I haven't gone far enough as to like even really consider pulling the trigger or anything. All right. Just curious. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of like the smallest size, mm-hmm. but it also on the other hand feels like is that just stupid? <laughs> like am I am I going to get the small one and wish that I had something bigger? Yeah. I think that depends on how I don't know, how sensitive you are to carrying around things. If mm-hmm. that makes sense? Like yes, yep. there is a noticeable difference between the mini and the air the mini mm-hmm. feels by, by most accounts people think that like holding their mini for a long period of time is more comfortable than like holding their phone for a long period of time because mm-hmm. of the weight district because it's like not much heavier than the newest iphones but i mean i know that you use a much you know smaller iphone than most people yeah uh, but still, it is you know compared to current phones, it's it's a similar weight, but spread over a much you know larger volume, and so it just gives you this sense of it being well balanced and overall pretty light versus the uh, an iPad the size of the Air, which is the same size iPad that I have. Like I'm totally used to holding it, and I'll hold it two handed or whatever. But you don't want to do it for a long time, and so it's very mm-hmm. much a like. You know that you have a tabletop or a lap to set it on when you use it. Versus mm-hmm. the mini, you could theoretically use almost like holding it like a notepad or something. It's it's a bit yeah. more flexible in that way, but with the obvious trade-off of, you know, you're only ever going to want to use it for one thing at a time because the screen is small. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. That could be a very good thing for you if it's just, yeah. I just want there's to always just be like a digital notebook on here or a PDF open and that one mm-hmm. thing is open and that's totally cool by me. Yeah. So. I think I need to at some point go and like see them in person and handle them. Because mm-hmm. um, just like reading specs and everything, like you can only get so much uh, knowledge you about it. Cut from out some s- cardboard or something. <laughs> that's the next, yeah, that's so- the next step. <laughs> So one of the things that, like, I feel like I would be way more motivated to go and be like, yeah, I'm going to go look at this and probably buy one, is if the size, like, the size seems like a tiny bit smaller than I'd want. Because I wish it was the size of, like, an A5 sheet of paper. Okay. That would be, like, perfect in my mind. But I know it's, like, tens of millimeters smaller than that. But that's like 10% smaller than that mm-hmm. in each direction. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just go the complete opposite way and get the 12.9 inch. That's the size of a letter sheet of paper. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do that. Because if I, if I had an iPad, like I wouldn't want it to replace my computer. Because the things that I'm going to do on my computer, I'm going to still want to do it on my computer because they will be done better on my computer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just ignorant of me and not understanding the way the world works. But 
I don't think it's ignorant. Like it's about comfort level, you know, like <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that I've figured out how to do on my iPad. That doesn't mean I always prefer doing it on my iPad. It's just, yeah. it's good to know that I can, but it doesn't mean that it's my favorite thing. So that's totally reasonable. And especially like the mini fits so perfectly in that, that class of there is no, no hint at competition for a computer. Like the, the 11 inch sized ones are at that weird in between state where if you are not someone who does a lot of heavy work, you know, if you're mostly mm-hmm. an email word processing YouTube kind of person, it could so easily replace your laptop. You know, the screen mm-hmm. is a little bit smaller, but that is kind of really nice in some situations. Mm-hmm. Something that is way smaller is so clearly not going to replace that because it's just a little bit bigger than a, than the biggest phones that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to hearing as this progresses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, hard pivot. Uh, we just got back from Yosemite today. Yosemite? Yosemite. Yosemite Sam. How was it? It was really nice. We uh, met up well? with uh, Aaron's little brother, as I think I mentioned last week. Uh-huh. So we ended up going a day later than we anticipated because mm-hmm. my uh, registration tabs for my car didn't show up until Friday afternoon. Wah, wah. And like... Y- Legally speaking, I would have been fine. The tabs technically expire on October 10th, but like I didn't want to have to deal with any issues. I didn't want to have to come up with proof that that was true or whatever to some Mm -hmm. obnoxious California state trooper. So I, so, so we made the command decision on like Thursday when the tags hadn't come that look, we're just going to tell him that we're not coming Friday. We're going to hope to leave early Saturday, assuming the tags come. And they did. So that's exactly what we did. We left early on Saturday um, around, I think, just before 6 a.m. is when we left. And we were able to meet up with him around 10 a.m. And then, yeah, spent the rest of the time. We we went around in, in the valley, which I... So this was the funny thing with Yosemite is I did not understand how much of the popular stuff is just in, like, one 20-minute loop mm-hmm. via car. Like, it's just, you go down in the valley, and all of a sudden, oh, there's Half Dome on that side, and there's El Cap on that side, and that's, and all that sort of stuff. Like, all that is just there. I did not know Instagram that. And that's Instagram Yosemite. Exactly, exactly. So that that was just interesting to learn. I did not know that. Um, but it, it was really nice. It was a little rough because on Saturday it was very hazy because of all the fires. The air quality was not great, and so naturally we did a not a not a super long hike. Like the length of it was not long, but it was marked as strenuous because it was they claim a mile, but who knows how they measured that mile? I do not believe that they <laughs> measured it in trail distance at all. Uh, but it was quote unquote a mile with a one thousand foot gain. Hmm. So it was, you know, lots and lots of switchbacks on, you know, it was, it was a well-maintained trail. Lots of people were on it, but, you know, it was it was definitely a bit of a hike. And Aaron in particular is already, like, super susceptible to smoke, whether it is, mm-hmm. like, haziness from um, smoke in the air or even, like, oftentimes walking past someone who just smoked a cigarette will, like, induce a small amount of vomiting for her. Like, she just is mm-hmm. very, very poorly 
deals with it. Like her lungs just are not happy with her. And so, you know, double that with a big hike. Uh, her lungs were not happy, but we did make it. We, the hike was up to Columbia Rock, which is about halfway up to the upper part of the Yosemite Falls, apparently. Um, the falls are dry during this time of year. So it was just, you know, a hike up through the woods, you know, kind of a little ways away from El Cap, but on the same rock face, essentially, or the same like slope as El Cap. So we did that and that was fun. Made our way back down and then, uh, went from there to, do we do anything right after that? We did stop on the side of the road to get closer to El Cap. Because we saw it from the one side of the loop, like off the farther distance. And it's like, oh yeah, that's where it is. And it looks pretty cool. And then you go to the other loop where you're closer and you're like, wow, that is stupidly big. You know, like it's just, it's hard to put into words how strange it was to look at. Mm -hmm. I think mostly because the best way that I could try to verbalize this to Aaron was when you're driving through like a mountain range you never really feel like you're on a mountain range. Maybe you'll see a couple mountains way off in the distance, but otherwise you're just sort of driving there. And the mountains, no matter how steep they are, when you're driving, you're always on a relatively nominal grade, you know? And, like, you kind of appreciate it just because of the time that it takes to do something, but you never really feel like, oh, wow, that's a that's a big mountain or something. Mm-hmm. Versus the like sheerness of El Cap of like, this is just a huge wall right in front of you towering up. Mm-hmm. It's just way different. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it was just crazy. And then we pulled up binoculars and found people like we were looking up at the wall and Aaron's brother's like, Hey, I think I see some people climbing up there, which, you know, happens of course, pretty famously. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Aaron and I are both looking at it like, I'm pretty sure that's just like a weird discoloration on the rock because from that distance, they just looked like a, a few gray blobs and we couldn't see any movement from where we were. Mm-hmm. And it felt like we were pretty close to the wall. But sure enough, we pull up binoculars and like one of the gray blobs is actually like three people close together. <laughs> and it was just like just seeing that scale was also ridiculous. So it, it was fun. That was cool. And then... Uh, we camped overnight. We just camped in National Forest land off the side of some road that um, her brother had found the previous night, and that worked out well. Um, it was a nice little spot. We made some jet boil mac and cheese and boiled some mm. hot dogs, and that was good. And then this morning, we walked to go find some big trees in Merced Grove, specifically. Oh. Big trees. That was the closest spot with a pretty minimal hike to go see a a uh bunch of giant sequoias. Uh oh, connection issues. Oh no. Big trees. Yeah, big Big trees. Big trees. Big trees. Like special big trees or just normal big trees? Like giant sequoias. Okay. In a specific grove of them that is Uh like has a hiking trail to them. The special big trees. Special big trees. So yeah, it was really cool. Did you hug any of them? Uh, they were kind of cordoned off. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to touch them, right? <laughs> yeah, what I learned about giant sequoias is they only ever grow in such specific places, in particular places that don't have any wind, because for how big they are, they have incredibly shallow root systems. Mm-hmm. 
So they specifically are like, oh yeah, don't walk over here, don't touch them, don't get close to them, because you'll just slowly start, like, if enough people walk around here, you'll just wear down the root system. Mm-hmm. And that's no good. So we got as close as we were technically allowed to. Um, we didn't get to do a measurement. We were wondering, we were going to use my arm span as a measurement of circumference. We were trying to figure out how many marks around a tree was. Mm-hmm. Luckily, though, there was one tree. It was not like a giant sequoia, but it was a pretty big tree that had a big hollow in it that, you know, from the trail that we were on, it was like, oh, that doesn't look that big. And then I ran down the trail to it because it was just some tree off the trail. There was nothing, you know, there was, it was totally fine to go down there. And of course, it's like just a little bit taller than I am, this hollow. And so we figured that we can look at that picture, kind of look at my where my shoulders fit in, guess the diameter, and from there figure out the circumference in in marks. So that's what we're going to try and do at some point. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another name for this unit of measure because I feel like marks might get confusing. Germany uses euros now. It's fine. Well, yeah, but marks <laughs> makes me think of just like, oh, yeah, it's like an arbitrary, like, how many notches are on around the base or something. I don't know. Yeah. I got you. I don't know. I wasn't even thinking about Germany yet. But okay. now that you mention it, yeah, that's even more confusing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was cool. That was, it's been on my list since being in California to go see all the big trees that I can. Because yeah. I've never been able to. And so this was like a good little, you know, tasting platter. Of, mm. Here are some pretty big trees, big enough that they are cordoned off and that we have a trail to them, but there's only a handful of them in this area. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they're definitely big. They're very awe-inspiring, but I, it makes me not even like, how difficult will it be for me to comprehend when I go see like other sequoias and in, in other, in other of the national parks or the redwoods? Mm-hmm. Because I, as my understanding is sequoias are particularly tall. Redwoods get particularly wide, is my basic understanding, yeah. So, I'm very excited to see more trees in the future, but this was a very good start. Nice. Yeah. Glad to hear your tree adventure is off to a wonderful beginning. So now we're we're camping maniacs. Camping wizards. Something like that. We'd have to figure out food on our own, but... Yeah, that's the easy part. At least for this trip we had... We had Aaron's brother with all of his gear with him and his jet boils and what have you. So we just mm-hmm. provided the box of mac and cheese and hot dogs and buns. Yeah. Nothing of Oreos. As long as you're fine with food being rustic, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have no we have no strong aspirations there. So we were very excited to think about all the other parks that we can now feel com- more confident going to at least. Mm-hmm. All right. Grant is contributing a lot to this conversation, so I will move on. <laughs> I don't know what to do! And we're already 30 minutes in! I know. I have... Okay, These long so... intros are getting out of control. Let's have a talk here. <laughs> don't worry, I'll cut like half of that. And by half of it, I mean like two minutes. Grant has brought Alley Oop by Jonathan Lemon and Joey Allison Sayers. We are met with uh, a gruff-looking, uh, I would say a knight of some sort. He is dressed in 
various armor with most, you know, like a sort of like cap of some sort and the big neck thing that's probably made out of leather or something. And he's riding a horse and he has a, a fine mustache and he is talking to several archers. And the man on the horse says, men, we must take Urquhart Castle. Without this castle and command of the great Glen, we lose our communications route. And without that, we lose control of Scotland as we zoom in on his face. Urgh. Man, I was giggling through that one. Oh, yeah? What was so funny? Seems serious to me. I'm kidding. That's what I want to know. I'm, like, clicking forward to see if there's a punchline to this. <laughs> is there a punchline to it? Or is, or it is just... this is, like, a weird, like, unlike what the uh, the picture thumbnail for the comic leads me to believe. This seems to be kind of serious. I can't really tell. Uh, don't ask me. I just chose it. Huh. That, I guess that would case. be a reason to ask me. But So what are we talking about? So, uh... I'm. I want to talk about snacks, particularly <laughs> snacks that you just lose control around. God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna hate this segue into it. <sighs> or this just vague association between the comics. It's been a while since you've had one this bad, so it's almost refreshing. It feels like we're going back to form. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've been doing too good recently. So I was like, what's a random phrase that connects to something that I want to talk about? And let's search for that. Mm-hmm. And so lose control was a great one. And so, yeah, that's how we ended up here. So, yeah, snacks. Snacks that you lose control around. You got any particularly, like, good healthy snacks that you lose control around? I'd be okay with hearing about that. Or unhealthy, um. whatever you want. Well, there's kind of two kinds of health. There's there's things that I consider really healthy, like actually healthy, and things that are kind of market themselves as healthy, but you don't really believe are that healthy. Mm-hmm. So my main snack that I believe is legitimately healthy enough would just be just apples. You know, throwing mm-hmm. back to the intro. I very much enjoy apples. They are my Apple go-to boy. fruit for pretty much all purposes, and I love them. I mean, lose control might be a little strong, but like I could, I could slam some apples. Oh, homeboy could slam back a a, a baggy apples. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I, I mean, really, most fruit. I'm kind of like that. I don't have a lot of self control. If you just give me a container with fruit, oh like, yeah, like I could, a- like I would, if I'm alone and I decide I'm gonna have a quote unquote healthy dinner out or something. And, you know, Aaron's gone or whatever, and I'm going to go to the grocery store and get some dinner for myself. I, I have been known to get myself, like, a nice salad of some sort with some chicken. And then I'll get one of those, like, $8 fruit salads that weigh, like, close to a <laughs> pound, and I'll eat the whole thing by myself. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So, I like fruit a lot. <laughs> nice. So don't, uh, so, don't leave this man alone with a bowl of grapes. No, don't. But, so yeah, fruit in general. Very much healthy snack that you eat enough, it ends up not being so healthy, but I tell myself that it is. It's probably better than eating chocolate. So, mm-hmm. Oof. so fruit. I feel and attacked. My snack that I don't totally believe is always that healthy are cliff bars. Yeah. 
they are my granola bar of choice. And most granola bars are not good for you uh, in some way, shape, or form. So mm-hmm. Cliff Bars, they try their best. You know, they're not. there's not that many calories in a Cliff Bar, enough that you feel like you've had part of a meal. Like, they're, they're good for what they're meant to be, mm-hmm. which is you're out doing something and you just need a little something-something. Like, I oh, always bring them disc golfing with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have some protein. Like, they're they're totally fine. But I pick Cliff Bars because they taste the most like candy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not straight up, but it's they're not overly sweetened like a Quaker tiny granola bar is that they give you when you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. But they are not a Nature Valley crunchy bar thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... So Cliff Bars are the other one where I feel like when I have a Cliff Bar that I could just keep eating them all day. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the those are the two main ones for me right now. Okay. Do you do you ever have the experience where like something that really isn't a snack, like it's not meant to be a snack, suddenly turns into a snack? Huh. Um, if you want an example of this, I can give one. If you promise not to judge me, especially with what you've just said. I, I think I do need an example to establish the parameters. Like, cause I, cause when you say that, it's like, well, no, I don't think of my, like eating a burrito as a snack. <laughs> well, so what I'm thinking is like, so the other week, uh, I was really craving some chocolate chip, either chocolate chip cookies or just like chocolate chip cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, yo, next time I go grocery shopping, I'll put it on my list. I'll get some chocolate chips. And so I haven't had chocolate chips or chocolate chip cookie dough yet. But somehow the chocolate chips are all gone. Um, It's a funny story about that. Yeah. Uh, I got back from the grocery store today and I told Aaron, I'm going to go eat the rest of the chocolate chips now. (laughs) (laughs) So So it's not just me. No, I'll do it pretty intentionally. Uh, Because when we have chocolate chips, we don't like if we're buying chocolate chips for cookies, there's two of us that will end up in cookies. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but otherwise, sometimes we just have chocolate chips on hand that we're like, we were just built making something like maybe I decided I really want a chocolate chip waffle. Well, now all of a sudden I've made a chocolate chip waffle and had several handfuls of chocolate chips throughout the next couple of days. Yep. So, so yes, in that sense, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I'm having a hard time coming up with other good examples because chocolate chips very much are like, I... uh, We'll sometimes buy them with the intention of eating them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get slightly nicer chocolate chips or whatever. Okay. <laughs> trying to think if I buy something that I would expect to use somewhere else, and then it becomes the snack just as its own thing. Yeah, or like something that you're like craving a snack, you got nothing else around the house, so now what creatively do you turn into a snack? That's a, that's a good question. I would say there are some smaller things that, like, they're almost like small things that you would maybe consider part of your breakfast, like a bowl of oatmeal, like one of those, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're like 100 calories and you just microwave them real quick. Yeah. Like, that could be, that could make for a really good snack, even though you might also eat it as a good chunk of what you consider your breakfast some morning, and then you want to think of it as a snack. It's like part of a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that... I don't know. I just feel like I always have at least something on hand. Like saltines and peanut butter are a big thing for me. I think I've told you. Oh, okay. And like I don't have it all the time, but when I'm in a real pinch, like I almost always have some saltines around because you buy so many at a time that they just kind of exist for quite a long time. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I'll often have saltines and peanut butter. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Like I could imagine if all of my other fallbacks were gone, finding whatever pasta is left over in the cabinet and making some pasta for a snack mm-hmm. and just tossing it with like butter and parmesan or something like that's not really my preferred way to have pasta but we always have butter and parmesan and some pasta so like in a pinch that would totally do mm-hmm. but now i feel like we're we're quickly diving into again like improvised meals that i'm i'm just calling a snack because i have less of it than i would have for a full meal mm-hmm. i don't know if that counts <laughs> okay you want to know another one for me that has happened a few times that I'm maybe not <laughs> proud of? Sure. So, you know when you make, like, a grilled cheese and, like, you're sprinkling, if you're making it with, like, shredded cheese or something, you, like, sprinkle it on the bread or, like, somehow some cheese falls out into the skillet. hmm And then, like, you just leave it there because, like, what else are you going to do with it? And so then you get done making your grilled cheese and you got this, like, crispy little bit of cheese that's just, like, a little, a little, a little chunk off on the side. Mm-hmm. And then you eat it, and you're like, "Yo, that's pretty tasty." Uh, I may or may not have, from time to time, just the, like <laughs> fried little mounds of like shredded cheese <laughs> in a pan <laughs> to make like little fried cheese chips. I don't know what, what you'd call that, but <laughs> that's not my thing. That's something that Aaron would do. I and think then, like have it with like some hot sauce or something. Because mm. <laughs> whenever we make, like, if I've made nachos or basically any like a some sort of mexican dish where you often will bake part of it and you're just throwing a bunch of cheese on top then there's always those crusty edges and i really don't like them and erin really really does like them so she gets all of those on her plate Mm -hmm. so that's i would not do it just as a thing but i understand (laughs) like i I like intellectually understand and acknowledge that this is a thing that people would enjoy yeah yeah, just like when you, when you really need a snack and like I don't you know, feel I feel like dirty I feel like just either handfuls of shredded cheese. I don't want to like imply anything bad about your food habits. No, but, you can imply bad things. I but there, there's a few things going on here, right? Either <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get, let's give you the benefit of the doubt to start. I'll let you incriminate yourself. No, don't do that. Let's just say that it seems like I'm perhaps more well prepared. For having just regular old snacks on hand, like I don't try and fool myself into saying that I don't need a snack or something. And, and the obvious rebuttal to this is, you do know that you want snacks, you just maybe eat them quicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so my rebuttal to this is, it's actually an intentional strategy, Oh, partially because of what you referenced here, um, is, oh, I know I'm a, I'm a snack fiend. I love me some good snacks. And I know that a lot of these situations in which, like, where I want to eat a snack are situations where, like, my self-control is at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. And so, A, often when I have snacks, they're gone right away. Sure. Like, first time I have a snack attack, all the snacks are gone. Mm-hmm. So, I just, like, I actively try not to have snacky things around because some. And, like, most of the times when I want a snack, it's not because I'm hungry. It's because of other reasons. Like, I just want to eat because, I don't know. I don't want to say because I'm bored, but, like, yeah, I want to eat because I don't have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I want to eat because I have feelings and (laughs) 
I that's that. a unhealthy way to deal with your feelings, but you know what? It happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actively try not to have snacks around because like most of the time I don't actually need a snack. So if it's enough work to make a meal or like to make something to eat, sometimes that will like kill the snack attack and kind of stop it in its tracks. That's but fair. Then sometimes the snack attack is too powerful and it just makes you do crazy things. I guess this is where I'll incriminate myself is I think we just have different approaches to dealing with those situations where mm-hmm. you uh, will cobble together any weird thing that you have, which is how you come up with your strange concoctions, like whatever you eat with lemon curd. I don't even want to be reminded, but I know that there is something involved oh, in lemon curd. so good. That's like a grade uh, A snack too. But I, on the other hand, will take that as a... Uh, a manufactured excuse to go to the store for something that I think we need while also picking up some snack that I want. <laughs> okay. So I think that that's probably the difference is I do not cobble together things. I will happily go to the store to get something that I totally definitely also need plus the thing that I actually want. <laughs> uh-huh. So we both have our habits to work on. You know, it's another thing we could work on. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, brother. Bye. <laughs> so this week... <laughs> you have me coming drinking water. I almost did a spit take into my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Mark upgrades his setup yet again because yeah. last week's recording was corrupted as he destroyed his <laughs> computer. Right. Uh, this week we got Oh, Brother. By Bob Weber Jr. and Jay Stevens. Scene opens. A young, I'm going to say, obnoxiously blonde boy crying uh, quite profusely, yelling, Lily, I fell down. Off screen, Lily replies, did you hurt yourself? Boy comes up to a hand holding out a lollipop, his crying uh, slowing down slightly, he replies, yeah, here, have a lollipop, presumably, presumably Lily from off screen says, and the boy taking the lollipop in his hands, looking up towards Lily says, I fell down twice as Lily looks away, uh, not super interested in this ploy for additional lollipops. Got him. Get wrecked. Boy, what do you think about boy's name? lollipops and related items? Since we'll discontinue with the food trend, I'm be you honest. Have preferences there? They're like a low, low tier candy. Okay. Uh, lollipops are made a hundred percent better by just not having the freaking stick in them. <laughs> and you get what, like a jawbreaker or what? Sure. Or just. Or just foil-wrapped candy of some just, sort? Yeah, just like a giant Jolly Rancher or something. Sure, sure. Like I've gone so far to take... Maybe I need to stop outing myself with stuff like this. Maybe this is just, like, <laughs> sad. But, like, I've gone so far to take, like, like scissors, like industrial scissors, and, like, chop the stick off of a, like, Tootsie Pop and just, like, consciously remember that there's a little bit of stick left in it. So I don't have to have this stupid stick sticking out of my mouth. That's very interesting. I feel like what I want you to experiment with is if you can, like, 
careful. Like I do a controlled burn of the stick. What do you mean controlled burn? They're like waxed like, paper. Uh, well, I don't know. Often or plastic. I don't know. What do you mean figured I threw it up as an option. <laughs> well, in that case, no, I didn't know what they were made out of. Uh, but I, I trust your me. judgment. You're getting tired of the podcast. Mark's trying to get rid of me. Hey, if next week I'm There's not on the so podcast, so many easier ways you, to do this. You know who? You know what happened? Call the police. <laughs> Nobody who listens to this podcast knows where you are, Grant. That's the whole point. You never dox yourself. <laughs> there's there's enough people who know. I know. Uh, I, that was funny. I was going to hold up Tootsie Pops as like the one example of one uh, of like a lollipop oh, no. type treat that I would probably still enjoy today. I think. Oh, like I enjoy them all just without the stick. Hmm. I would definitely rather have a stick on a on a Tootsie Pop. Yeah, I like I can see the arguments for that. I just I feel so stupid having a stick sticking out of my mouth. What if it was like a what if it was like a different stick? What if it was like more comfortable to hold on to? Like it had a nice grip to it. I don't know. It just like I'll be honest, last time I had a Tootsie Pop with a stick in it, it made me like reflect on like how do people feel like you know how like it's not a thing anymore, but like back in the day, like oh, it's so cool to smoke. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel cool with something just like hanging out of your mouth like that? Because I feel so <laughs> stupid with that little stick sticking out of my mouth, and it's like halfway to a cigarette. Like, mm-hmm. I feel so stupid just like walking around with this like thing sticking out of the side of my mouth. How are you cool? Like, how do you feel cool doing that? I, I it it just baffles me. I think I think the goal is to either do it in the in the privacy of your own home. Or every time you take a look of your Tootsie Pop, you wink, even if no one's looking. Oh, God. <laughs> you just you just nail down that, that one-two punch, and I think you're good to go. Make sure you're wearing a sport coat while eating your lollipops. Okay, I can see. No, no. I need more people <laughs> thinking I'm creepy or something. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure I accidentally do enough weird crap. I don't need to on purpose be doing it. Well, I don't know. Do it for science. How many licks does it take to get you called by the police? <laughs> I was going to say, how many licks does it take to get you called an age? <laughs> Can we cut that out? Mm-hmm.